Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, fun day today. We're going to get to do a little uh, mock draft machine and see what see what we can uh line up for the Cowboys for the uh, for the April draft. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that we're going to do better than the, the actual team may do in April because we're just we're just that good. We're, at we're this good at this. Yeah. Yes, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to use the uh, the Draft Network's uh, simulator. If you guys haven't tried that yet, go play with it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I've already spent just running through simulations of uh, potential picks for the Cowboys. Uh, go try it out. We're only going to do four rounds today, but we're going to have a lot of interesting discussions here uh, as we go through the first couple picks for the Cowboys. And uh, Landon, you're going to lead us through the the simulator. Uh, you're going to be almost like our head scout here. Uh, go ahead and let, let's go ahead and start this simulation. So uh, I'll just run through the top 16 picks real quick um, in order. Uh, Joe Burrow, number one. Chase Young, number two. Jeffrey Okuda, uh, three to the Lions. By the way, no, there weren't any trades. I mean, I'll, I think this is without trades. We're just running this. So just everyone's aware of that. Uh, number four, J- Jedrick Willis ends up with the Giants. Justin Herbert to the, the Dolphins. Tua to the Chargers. Derek Brown falls to seven at the Panthers. CD Lamb uh, to eight at uh, the Cardinals, which, I mean, that should be interesting seeing CD Lamb rejoined with uh, with Murray. That should be yeah. Uh, number nine, Javon Kinlaw. Uh, number ten, uh, Becton from uh, from Louisville ends up with uh, Cleveland. Uh, number Rosal el- Adams two point Yeah, right. N- number eleven, uh, the Jets take uh, Clavon Chasen. Uh, I thought that was. I could see that though. We're that, starting that to see makes it go higher to me. and higher. You know. It's yeah. Just, but but I think that's surprising is that we've been missing this name. All, the the following name, number twelve, Isaiah Simmons falls all the way mm. to twelve to, to the. To your Raiders. The Raiders, to your the Raiders. Raiders would love that. <laughs> um, they would love it. They would, I'm sure. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, number 13, Jerry Judy goes to the Colts. Uh, 14, Tristan Wirfs goes to the Buccaneers. 15, Henry Ruggs III ends up uh, with the mm-hmm. Broncos. And 16, A.J. Epinesa from Iowa. Oh, please. To Atlanta. That would be. Please, Atlanta. That would be quite a, a, a swing for them. Uh, so here's what we got left. Uh, at the top of the predictive board, we got C.J. Henderson, Andrew Thomas, the the, the uh, tackle from Georgia, Christian Fulton, uh, DeAndre Swift, Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit. Uh, just kind of putting Gladney's available. Uh, Yetter Gressmatos is there. Uh, Gallimore Bond is still available. Justin Jefferson, hmm. uh, Lavishka Chenault. Uh, yeah, I, I think you know. I think everybody kind of knows the rest of the names here. Um, yeah. Right. What are your thoughts? Yeah. The first thing that jumps out to me, there's a player that I like here at 17, but I think if Andrew Thomas is there, my guess is there'd be some teams at the bottom end of the first round trying to trade up and get him, right? Yeah. Now, we're not going to do any trades today, no. but in the real-life draft, if somebody like Thomas is there, it would not be that surprising to me 
if the Cowboys use that to, to go back a little bit in the draft. Would that surprise you? No. And, and, and uh, Josh Jones is also still available. And I think, you know, for mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, the trade up for either one of those guys would be worth it just to get their hands on one of the last two kind of first round graded offensive tackles. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see p- people reaching up to try to get you know a deal for the Cowboys, even if it's just a, a slight move back and a slight jump up for them, you know, just to secure one of those two tackles. Yeah, really quickly. Um, behind Dallas is Miami. I think Miami would love to take Thomas there. Uh, they traded Laramie Tunsil away, so teams behind Miami that need an offensive tackle might be willing to jump them, right? So maybe a team like Jacksonville at pick twenty. Uh, maybe you have Buffalo at 22. Uh, Seattle could certainly use an offensive lineman. They're at pick 27. Uh, Green Bay maybe losing Brian Balaga in free agency. Maybe they move, make the move up from 30 to 17 to get Thomas. So if that plays out the way of, like this in April, I would not be surprised to see the Cowboys move back. However, there yeah. is a guy there at 17 that I think we both like. What do you think about C.J. Henderson here? I mean, I think C.J. Henderson is the pick if we're staying. I, I, I think, you know, to me, and you and I have discussed this, picking C.J. Henderson at 17 has been usually very good results for this team. Mm-hmm. It seems like when I when I go in here and I, and I try to use C.J. Henderson, uh, I, I end up having a lot of the rest of the draft just fall in place very nicely. So uh, for me, it's it's no question, and and even I would say in the trade back scenarios, if this played out the way it did, I would be uh, wary. I guess is the word to trade back too far. You know, like I, I would like a five spot trade. I would like a, a three or mm-hmm. five spot trade pickup, maybe an early day three pick. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know that I'm willing to. I think trading back ten spots may be a little bit dangerous unless i'm getting a nice bounty you know what i'm saying right so like i'm looking at seattle and we'll we'll play this out really quickly uh seattle at pick 27 it would cost them their two to get up to 17 now would you do would you be open to that now you're dropping back 10 spots but you're also adding uh you know another second round pick is is that something that's interesting to you i think that's right around the price I, i think that's right around where I would I'd have to think about it, you know. I mean, okay. it's, it's that's that's a good price to make me at least think about moving off my spot. At the same time, that Seattle second round picks and end of the second round pick. So it is. It's a very. It's well, they have two of them. They actually have pick fifty nine and pick sixty four. So it could be either one. Uh, but still, you know, that's a potential starter. Now, what I was going to ask you, Landon, um, if you're trading back here, you have to have three or four guys that you would be comfortable drafting at pick twenty seven. Looking at the board now. And assuming Henderson is gone by that pick, who would be the three or four guys you would be okay picking at numbers twenty-seven? Delpit, McKinney, uh, Yetter, Gross, Matos, Zach Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I probably would consider Gladney at that range. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I th- and I mean, honestly, if we're getting an extra pick out of this, is there not a reason to consider a, a Josh Jones there? You know, I mean, that that might be something to yeah, think potentially. about, you know, I mean, just because you're getting an extra spot, uh, a player with with ta- with value drops to you. I think that can open up things for you to be a little bit more flexible with that extra second round pick uh, to, to go ahead and truly draft best best player available. All right. So let's do this. 
let's take C.J. Henderson at 17. But let's see what guys would be available at pick 27 if the Cowboys were to make a trade like that, okay? Okay. Does that sound good? All right. Um, let's do Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer, offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL. Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. So Henderson, Swift, Fulton, McKinney goes, Justin Jefferson goes, Yota mm. Gross Matos goes, Andrew Thomas goes, yep. Ruiz goes, and then Josh Jones goes at 26. Zach Bond ended up at 27. Okay. So Terrell Lewis is at 28, Weaver, Mims, Delpit goes 31. So Delpit would have been available. Yep. Taylor, T. Higgins. But uh, see, at pick 27, I, that's where I'm comfortable taking Delpit, right? That's, yeah. that's oh, the sure. spot in the draft sure. where I'm like, yes, okay. Yeah. I can live with the, the problems with tackling if I get Delpit at 27 and I pick up an extra second-round pick. Yeah, I, I so I, I yeah I think that that, that would have – even though the guys that we kind of had talked up about up front had gone, I think it would have worked out fine because again we arrive at our floor with Delpit and a second, mm-hmm. an extra second round pick. So right, uh, yeah, I don't know that. And again, and honestly, Zach Bond was available, so we could have taken Zach Bond at twenty seven. It's you know what I'm which I would have liked as well, but it almost feels like at this point you probably you take Delpit here because the safeties options might not be great at fifty one. Well, we, we'll you, see. You say that. But here we are at uh, yes. 51. We have arrived. And what's available top of the board? J.K. Dobbins, Jalen Rager, Antoine mm. Winfield Jr. still available. Uh, and on top of that, some other interesting guys. Raekwon Davis, uh, Matabike, uh, Marlon Davidson. Um, oh, those are that's a good one. Yeah, Matabuke and Davison are interesting. Jalen Johnson, the the corner from uh, corner, Utah, yeah. I like him a lot. Kyle Duggar and Jeremy Chin both still available. Um, you know, so you're kind of sitting in a nice catbird seat here with your 51st pick now. See, this is why we like doing the C.J. Henderson at pick 17 because now you're not tied to a position. If you go, let's say Delpit at 17. You're getting to the second round. You almost have to take your cornerback here because the options at pick 82 aren't going to be great. I, I'm, you're not going to find a starting caliber cornerback at pick 82, uh, but you could find a defensive tackle, maybe a safety, maybe a linebacker. And then at 51, I think you can find you know a, a pretty good player. So let's go ahead and run through a couple of those guys. Um, start at safety because that's that's your favorite guy right there, Zanswan Winfield, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, it would be Winfield here at this pick. 
but I, I I'm very willing to listen to some other some of these other picks. Um, I just think that especially you know look you and I've discussed this. I feel very very comfortable with a uh, CJ Henderson Winfield or CJ Henderson Duggar or really even mm-hmm. a CJ Henderson Jeremy Chin situation and then coming back in the third and, and picking up uh uh harrison from from uh Ohio State. one of the defensive tackles yeah, yeah. whoever falls yeah um i, I, I agree with look. you i and not only at defensive tackle i think you could also find some quality players you know maybe adding the edge uh you know maybe one of the guys like um a curtis weaver falls or a Darrell taylor from tennessee who i like a lot uh but it, it definitely feels like if you want your safety here, if you want to get a starting caliber safety, you have to pick them now, correct? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it, even if Winfield wasn't here, you'd probably have to end up reaching for Duggar and Chin. Yeah. But, I, I you know, I, I think you probably would do it. All right. So I like Duggar probably a little bit more than you do. But I think it's interesting that the Cowboys almost always pick bigger school players uh, the former Minnesota defensive coordinator uh, from the Golden Gophers is now on the Cowboys staff. I think there's a connection there. I think they would be foolish to pass up Antoine Winfield here in the second round. I agree. Uh, let's let's make the pick. Okay. Uh, so J- uh, Antoine Winfield is the pick at 51. So can we just look? Let's say Dallas got that pick 64 from Seattle in our hypothetical trade. What players are available at the bottom of the second round, top of the third round? Well, Rager was still available. He was who That's they ended up realistic. picking at sixty-four. Um, That's not realistic. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Chin's still here. It's, still, it's well, we're at the seventies now, and it's going fast, and he's still available. Um, you know, I'm seeing guys like, and unfortunately Devon Hamilton got picked at 81 by mm. by uh, Ohio State's I mean by uh, uh, Oakland right in front of us so uh, here we are at 82 and uh, you know our, our dream has been kind of blown up to a certain degree uh, right now we got Robert Hunt Troy Pride Jr. Jonathan Greenhard from uh, mm. uh, Florida Her- Jalen Hurts Damon Arnett Bryce Hopkins uh, Alohi Gilman, uh, Daryl Taylor, Jake Fromm, Darnay Holmes, in uh, Eno Benjamin, Hunter Bryant, uh, Van Jefferson, Amik Robertson, KJ Hill, uh, Bradley and I is still here. Uh, That's interesting. Thaddeus Moss. Uh, let's now, look at the top. The top interior defensive lineman available is actually yes. not even on the page. Uh, but it would be Laurel Murchison and Jason okay. Strobridge is right underneath that, and then Lika Fotu and Jordan. What Elliott. about Jordan Elliott? Jordan okay, Elliott's see right. that's interesting. He's one thirty-two on this board. Really, yeah. I've, I've noticed the draft network doesn't really isn't really high on him. Yeah, so those Fotu and Elliott are the two guys I like in the third round. Now they're totally different from one another. Elliott's more of an up the field. Uh, kind of raw, maybe th- underdeveloped three technique, or Fotu is your prototypical nose tackle, right? I think either of those guys in the third round are interesting because I do think they can come in and play right away. Um, really quickly, what about tight end? I know you mentioned uh, Thaddeus Moss. What other tight ends are available? Hunter Bryant's still around. 
He's uh, yeah. See, that's interesting to me. He's he's a uh, actually the the highest rated one is Bryson Hopkins, uh, Hopkins mm. from t- Purdue. Who's now a, it does feel like I, I don't know if you've seen Hopkins yet, but it does feel like the Cowboys would be more open to this type of tight end, right? He's more of he's an athlete. Six, he's a good mover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you know, someone compared him. Uh, I heard on a podcast. I think it might have been Dane compared him to a kind of a starter kit uh, Zach Ertz. You know. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys would be interested in him. I think Bryant is also a guy that they would be interested in. I know that they were interested in KJ Hill, uh, who's mm-hmm. available. Uh, I'm sure Van Jefferson is a guy that they would probably be more interested in if he didn't have an injury issue. Uh, yep. If they hadn't picked a cornerback, I like you know uh, Darnay Holmes. I think Damon Arnett's available, but I've heard kind of uh, some issues with him uh, sure. with, with coaching. Troy Pride Jr. is a guy who's got the kind of athleticism that you want at the position, but I think plays a little bit timid. Um but in the third round, I'm okay with yeah, that. If, you, I mean, if that's where you're getting well, I mean, pride, you've, yeah. You've, the problem is you've already taken a cornerback and a safety. So, I mean, you can double dip here if you want. Yeah, and frankly, absolutely. If, if you need to, that really, this is, you know, one of the spots to do it. I, You know, honestly, if I'm going to double dip, Amik Robertson's available. And... <sighs> It, I love Amik, but it feels like this might be like you might be able to get him in the fourth round. See, then just I, because then of the I, injuries. I, I feel like we should wait. I, I, you okay. know, because there's a lot I of agree. corners in this in this top half of the spot. I think that there's going to be a guy worth waiting for, and that even if there isn't, maybe Bradley and I falls all the way to the fourth. Sure. So now, I, I, I think, we have as I say, we haven't talked about this, but is there is there one name to you that jumps out here in the third round? Just looking at this list. Uh, All of them, yeah. The, the available guys. I mean, a couple of these wide receivers jump out just because the talent is, you know, disproportionate to the rest of the guys around mm-hmm. them. Like Brian Edwards is still here, and 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 Van Jefferson yeah. and and and, and, and KJ Hills. I I feel like those guys are maybe a step above, but Hunter Bryant to me. I mean, just because of uh, you know, I interesting. Okay, I, I think I think just because of the kind of player he is. And, the, kind of the way he plays, but I, I'm open to really any of these guys because I think any one of these guys is probably going to help your team. I'll be honest. For me, when I look at the receivers and I look at the tight ends that are available and even the corners, I think it'll stretch to the fourth round. I'm not so sure about defensive tackle. To me, Leaky Futu or Fotu uh, from Utah, that's the name that keeps jumping back at me because that's a, a plug and play one technique. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys want to get bigger on the defensive side or defensive line. He fills a need. I, I just think if he's there, that makes a ton of sense. And honestly, I've been t- what I've been doing a lot. And let's go ahead and take Leaky. That's fine. Um, one of I what I've been doing as well is, and we'll see if he makes it. I've been taking. Uh, and did he already get picked? Because that would really ruin my thing. Uh, the uh, is it the 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 uber athletic wide receiver Chase Claypool? Uh, mm, he did. Yeah, he actually he, he actually did get picked at ninety one. Okay. But I've been really liking him in fourth round because I think you you pick him, uh, he could play special teams for you immediately, and, yep. and, and and you know make an impact, and then you know maybe be something as a wide receiver down the road. But unfortunately, he got picked again. Clearly, the mock draft machine got a got a shake up last night. Uh, yeah, or, or this well, that's that kind of feels like the range where people are going to start considering yeah. Claypool, right? Like after the top seventy-five picks or so, yeah. then people are going to start weighing. Okay, the upside here is just enormous. Let's go ahead and take them. Well, we didn't uh, we didn't 
quite luck out the way we had hoped. Uh, Anai is gone. Actually, there's a little bit of a run on edges because Anai, Daryl Taylor, Alex Highsmith, K- Khalid mm-hmm. Kareem, Kenny Willeeks. Is that what it is for Michigan State? Yeah, he's super super productive yeah. um, from Michigan They're State. They're all yep. gone. Um, Jordan Elliott actually got taken as well. Right now at the top, we've got K.J. Hill, Brian Edwards, uh, Laryl Murchison from NC State, mm-hmm. uh, Antonio Gibson, who's a running back I know you've been talking about. Uh, Anthony McFarland is another guy you talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. Albert O. Uh, Oquinimbaum. Uh, yep, from uh, Missouri. From Missouri. Yeah, he's yep. the kid who ran that four four nine. The mm-hmm. tight end that ran a four four nine. Um, I think you know. I, I thought I heard that the Cowboys had had some interest in him at some point. They do. Yeah. Um, and then you know some of the other names that you would know. Colin Johnson's available. Nick Coe from Auburn. The the edge is, mm-hmm. is available. Uh, but 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 but. What about Anthony. a cornerback? Corner. Uh, yep. The the top one is the is uh, Michael Ojemudia from uh from Iowa. Okay, so corner had a little bit of a run there. Um, after that, uh, there's nobody there that I love to pick in the fourth round. I, I will, think you're just. I will say this: Akeem Davis Gaither is here. That may be a guy. Now, that, that may be a guy that the cow. I mean, just because knowing the Cowboys, here we are in the fourth round. You know, uh, maybe is. A I'll, I was gonna say, I'll be honest with you. If I knew he was available in the third round, that would have been who I picked. Wow. Okay. Because I think, I think before the combine, if he would have had a big day in Indianapolis before breaking his foot, I think he had a chance to get into the top forty. I think now because of the foot injury, because of the small school, I think it's likely that he falls. Outside of the top 75 picks, if he's there in the fourth round, that's a absolute home run for me. You already have your starting corner, your starting safety, and a starting defensive tackle. At that point, you're just picking pure value there. Davis Gaither it would be a home run for at, me in the fourth at round. At the very least, he becomes a special teams ace, right? Like Absolutely. At the very yep. least. And I think that you know, for a team that needs to kind of reemphasize special teams, it's probably not the worst pick. So. No. Uh, what you say? We go with him, ADG. Let's do it. All right. Well, that's that's just pure value yeah. at that point. And um, you know, there's a couple guys that I actually like a little bit further down at linebacker. I'm a big fan of Jacob Phillips from LSU. But if Akeem Davis Gaither gets outside the top 100, he's one of the guys that I would be calling about like as soon as the third round ended. Right? You're calling to try to get up there to pick one, two, or three in the fourth round because I think that is a starting level linebacker with elite athleticism who could at least give you special teams and nickel stuff right away. He's your new Joe Thomas. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I th- that's it for us. We've, we've, we've so, finished we finished up with C.J. Henderson from Florida at 17, Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, safety from Minnesota at 51, Leaky Fotu, uh, interior defensive lineman from Utah at 82, and Akeem Davis-Gaither, linebacker, Appalachian State, at uh, pick 113 in the fourth round. Right, so the, the goal here is to show people how – Picking somebody like C.J. Henderson in the first round really does unlock the draft because we didn't feel pressed to take any kind of need here, right? When we got into the second day of the draft, we just took the best player available, which we both love Winfield, and it happens to fill a position of need. In the third round, you had a bunch of guys available to you at several different positions, and we took Fotu because we thought that was you know one of the best players on the board. And we I had options at you, that position, too. If you, I mean, correct. Like, like it's right. not, we drafted for need. But the but the board provided for us like that was the thing. And I think I don't think that's a coincidence no, either. No, no. You, you get the quarterback early because I think that's going to go away quickly. 
you, you trust safety in the second round because that's the sweet spot. And if you can manage mm-hmm. to do those two things, your third, everything else after that, you're picking the best value for at the positions that you have left. And I think you're going to find that the the draft is providing for those positions. You know, at, right. at the lower at the lower end, if you can find a way to get out of the first two days with a cornerback and a safety. You know, then the rest of the board kind of just li- happens to line up with what you need with a lot of great options. Yeah, in that same manner, I was going to say, if the Cowboys don't come out of this draft with an edge rusher, I think they're going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. I think both of you and I assume that Robert Quinn's going to be in the roster. They still have Dorrance Armstrong under contract. They still have Joe Jackson. Uh, there's guys on the bottom end of the roster between Jalen Jelks and Daniel Wise that they still like. So it's not that big of a deal to not come out of this draft with a starting caliber edge or a linebacker, but we're able to play the value here. So if a Curtis Weaver falls to the third round, uh, you could pick him there and not feel like uh, you know you're just hoping and praying that he falls. So again, I, I, I'm not a huge C.J. Henderson fan, but I can fully admit that he is one player that will help unlock the rest of the draft for the Cowboys. And that's why I think it's worth doing some of these simulations. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, these these players end up going all over the place, too. You mentioned C.J. Weaver. Uh, I'm sorry, Weave, uh, Weaver from Boise State falling to the third round. Mm-hmm. He actually ended up going 25 in this draft. Like, Which I could certainly yeah. see. I could see his range between 25 and 75. It happens every year. There's guys like that all over this draft. and That's why I think, you know, the later end of the first half, first round, and the you know the kind of through the top end of the third round is just going to be a complete free for all. I, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was fun. Yeah, uh, that was. Hopefully, people don't get too angry at our mock draft. Hopefully, we made the right picks. Uh, I'm sure there'll be people complaining that you know we didn't take a receiver in the first four rounds in a historic receiver draft, but that's okay. We're we're fine with it. Um, we'll continue to do these simulations over the next couple months. Uh, it seems like you're going to get some change. You're going to see some guys moving up and down the board depending on pro days uh, and as more information kind of leaks out from the combine. Uh, so we'll continue to do these. Um, you know, we'll we'll, tra- we'll mix them up. We'll do some trades every once in a while. We'll try to trade up. We'll trade back, and we'll see uh, how it all plays out. That's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.